I mean, but I'll say this, like, if I were someone who was really into pop, I would love this. Like, I I thought it was it's a great album for pop for sure. Um, I yeah. listened to Taylor Swift's album just because I was trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> All right. Oh, Trash. She got me when she said, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love you like la 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 la. I love you like la 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 la. Nah, let me not even go and do that. Yo, it is your boy Diero, and this is the Big Dope Energy Podcast. Baby, I'm going to be real, real with y'all. My voice is gone, so we got to make this intro short and sweet. Luckily, I already recorded this episode the day after Thanksgiving, and this is going up on my birthday, which is 1130, ho, which is probably today if you're good. If you're not good, then you're probably listening to it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever the fuck. I don't care as long as you are listening and as long as you're sharing, as long as you're subscribing, you guys have been doing an amazing job, especially with that last episode. I guess you guys really, really, really fuck with uh, the Meg Thee Stallion reviews. I've gotten a lot of DMs about that. That shit was hilarious. But today we are talking the Grammys. So Grammy nominations came out last week. Are they trash? Are they not trash? Do the Grammys even matter this year in a year of COVID where nothing should really matter? But We'll talk about that. We're also dropping gems about relationship tattoos. That's right. This is a relationship advice episode coming from a man who only gets tattoos when he's drunk and probably the only nigga who gets them with typos. We will not get into that, but just now we'll talk about that at some point down the line. Uh, but we've got so much more and there's no ads on this episode because again, my voice won't allow it, but we do have some dope links for a few of our affiliate companies right there in the show notes. So check those out. Also, we got a new website, bigdopeenergy.com, and I'm running out of breath. I'm running out of words. I'm running out of voice, honey. So let's get into the motherfucking show. Yo, so we are back. We got a couple special people here. We got Leah Lou in the stew, Trey Day, and of course... John, the boyfriend. What's up, y'all? Hi. Yo, 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 yo. Hello. Hello, hello. I've, according to Trey, we back and we black. Is that right? Another week. We Never back and week. we black. Yo, so, all right. We're just getting off of our first pandemic Thanksgiving. How'd everybody's Thanksgiving go? You, if you if you ever seen The Blank Man um, with Marlon Wayans. It's mm. just Blank Man. There's no that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, the blank man. But anyways, he was the hero that nobody wanted, but everybody needed. I think that's how my Thanksgiving went. Super low key, super more so thankful for the average things. Um, Y'all didn't know. I don't think only person that know on this podcast is D, but I lost my job. So it was just really, you feel me, just humbling for me because I've never been without a job my entire life since I was like 18. So it was when it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. But it was just real low key. I'm real thankful. It was just I didn't do a whole bunch of cooking. Just kind of chilled out. Yeah. That is one thing about Trey is that this nigga one has never not had a job, but he's always had these very fucking secret jobs where like he randomly came up with like a Medal of Honor from somewhere, and I was like, wait, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it worked at Comcast. (laughs) Nah. Uh, uh, it was super low key. I did cook just because I had a child to feed, but all otherwise, those kids. <laughs> otherwise, it was all chill. Listen, you better not even try to like undercut like what you did, Leah. You recorded everything you cooked, and I wanted Thanks. to jump through that motherfucking phone, like bro. <laughs> 
Like I love like when me and Leah started working together at AT&T like a million years ago, she bought, she was the one who introduced me to Lumpia and I was like, yo, this is lit. What is this? What is-? And I've been addicted ever since, but that's not, that's just basic shit compared to what she does now. She's like an HGTV goddess or food network food goddess, network. whatever. Maybe both. <laughs> but yeah, she Maybe both. both. She definitely yeah, both. Remember. That's the dream. Food network show. Come through. And, and it was vegan too. We're not talking about that. She had vegan, full vegan dishes. So. Yes, it was vegan. Yeah. Come through, Vigs. <laughs> Johnny John, I don't want to speak for you, so I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I <laughs> I kind of feel like I should ask you like how <laughs> So <food> it was <laughs> trash. So I was supposed to spend mm. Thanksgiving with John's family because that's what we did last year. I love his mom. Like we was just over there for like Halloween. I was in my Donna <laughs> Not Trump wig. And you uh, need leaks wig. And my Nene Leaks wig. wig. And we were getting our lives watching Saw and all that other shit. And uh, just last week, I don't know, I've just been feeling super sick. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to go over anybody's house and be that nigga who, like, has been preaching, don't go nowhere. And then I go somewhere and get a whole other family fucked up. Nah, I'm good. So <laughs> I just had to chill at home, bored. But my baby did bring me some food. I hope that you like every bit of it um no i mean i just spent like say the first three days before thanksgiving like cooking like old school black family like type cooking like stuck in the kitchen you know preparing gumbo preparing greens you have preparing everything giving oh yeah um every thanksgiving and christmas um and then for like my brother's or family member's birthday i'll make like a special pot of gumbo so that was like the biggest thing because my mom was coming down uh for this thanksgiving and it was going to be you know my mom uh my brothers and then De'Aaron. um but De'Aaron just went into all that but i mean i still wanted him to have some food and everything so you know i just made sure everything was done and then just put it in a big tote bag and brought it over to him just left on the doorstep <laughs> this nigga sent me a text and was gone I was like damn that was <laughs> <laughs> he was you like, said what? you did you said you didn't want to have any contact <laughs> this nigga sent me a text when he was halfway back to his house <laughs> yo by the way your food's there alright well Last week was, I don't know, I, I felt like it was going to be uneventful because it was a holiday week, but then, I, of course, the Grammy nominations came out, and um, shit, everything went crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, Grammys, I don't know, do we still hold the Grammys up to, like, this golden standard? I, I definitely don't think so. I I remember growing up being super into the Grammys and, like, looking forward to you know, who is nominated and who is going to perform and who wins. Um, But, you know, that was also a time where I looked forward to buying, you know, magazines to to read album reviews, you know? So um, I think times have changed. And I think that um, especially because of or with social media, the people have access to the music that they want to hear and they are creating, we are creating um, our own awards and what's relevant and what's not. And we don't need the Grammys. So, I mean, when you say we're creating our own awards, like what do you mean? Not awards necessarily, but I think we're creating what is important to us. 
we're following or we're we're creating the vibe, so to speak. Um, I think people have so much access to artists and we have so much access to content that we don't need someone else to decide what is good and what isn't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm indifferent um, because kind of because I'm torn. So to your point, yeah, we are creating our own new traditions and our own lanes. And I think a really big uh, example of that would be the Rock Nation brunch, right? Because the Rock Nation brunch, in my eyes, is bigger than the actual Grammy ceremony, right? Everybody goes to that. It's just a big, huge like yeah. celebration of everyone. There's no winners, losers. It's just, yo, we all did great this year. We are fucking, yo, the invite? Like, where's mine? Mine always gets lost in the mail. I bought a Rock Nation hat, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but that that celebration is in itself, for, in my eyes, is always bigger than the actual ceremonies. And then whatever happens at the actual ceremonies is just whatever. But at the same time, just like when you watch sports or you watch a show, everything leads up to either a season finale or a championship. And unfortunately, the Grammys is the championship of music. It's the only award show that really blends in all the different categories and really says like, yo, you are that bitch out of everybody else. And it's because we grew up thinking that lately it hasn't been that lately has been something else. It hasn't been about the artistry. It's been about whatever the fuck is happening behind the scenes, but super duper political, but there's nothing in my eyes that can replace it at this point. I mean, what do we do? We put replace it with like what the, I know I'm not going to shit on the BET awards because they've been getting better. And this last BET awards was, was dope, especially considering it was the first one since COVID started, but I don't know. I just, I don't know what you would replace the Grammys with. I don't necessarily think the Grammys needs to be replaced. I think, um, the voting and who votes needs to be revised. It has been. It did uh, a couple years ago. So it was a whole thing when um, and, and the Oscars and all the award shows got more black people. The thing I'm thinking about is are the black people that they're getting or the people of color that they're getting, are they in tune with this new music? Are they in tune with how the world views music? Are they have they been instructed to vote based off of artistry and not do you just recognize this nigga or has this nigga sold this and that and da da da? Like, what is the criteria? I think that needs to be more clear. I think clearly what everything you're saying is a no because you look at the weekend. Not that I'm a fan of him or not, but he wasn't even he he got zero look at, and that just feels like something political going on. I definitely I mean, what feel like the, it's a popularity contest at this point. It, or it, exactly. It's pretty much people are either buying nominations or people are just completely voting for their friends or just, you know, their colleagues, you know, at this point. Um, when I saw the nominations, initially I was happy that just the fact that Beyonce was nominated as many times as she was nominated. Um, and then other artists that I do know about, like I was happy that they received nominations. But then when I actually looked at the r&b category and then the rap category i was just okay there's been so much music and so many different artists that have released so much music this year and none of these artists are actually listed in any of these categories um you know little baby he's the first one that comes to mind honestly i'm not necessarily a fan of all of his music but i do know the impact that his music had especially on this current generation of rap fans um, and just to see him just shut out pretty much of the main categories 
and then barely even listed in his own categories as far as rap. You know, it's just, it's very telling as far as who's really pulling the strings, you know, behind the scenes of everything. So to your point, I will say that I'm not a big little baby fan. However, I do think that he's had super impact with the music he's put out, but I don't think the Grammys are necessarily about impact um, as much as they are musicality. Fuck no, they're not about impact because look at what happened with Beyonce's album of the year. Sorry. What I'm saying is I I to me he doesn't deserve any Grammys. He's there's nothing musical or otherwise quote unquote good about his music. I think um when it comes to BET hip hop awards, give him everything because he's been impactful, I think, to the culture. Um whether I like his music or not. But um, when you're on Grammy stage and, you know, that's kind of maybe a problem, too, is that we look at the Grammys as the top of the top. And we look at things that like BET as, you know, the ghetto shit. And I definitely I agree with that. I just feel that if you have that argument that shut out like Meg and the rest of them from being nominated, because although Meg has really great music, I don't necessarily think that this is something that we're gonna listen on the line you know um i listened to the last you know um episode and i'm glad that i wasn't on it because my review of the album probably would have been a lot different but um i just feel that meg everything that's been built up around her especially the popularity is really based off of who she has become as a cultural figure or just as far as a social media figure more so necessarily than whether or not she has solid skills as a lyricist, pretty much as a female lyricist. Like, as far as female rap, I feel as far as if you're marketable and if you are going to be successful, you have to be, one, marketable, and then two, you have to have something else going on. When Even going back as far as, you know, like Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim had the sex appeal coming in, and then you go to the second biggest and the really the biggest female MC, Nikki. You know, Nikki had the sex appeal, but something that Nikki has that I don't think a lot of other female artists have been able to really grasp onto is that Nikki is also a lyricist at the beginning. Say it for the people in back. Say it again <laughs> for the people in back. At the beginning and end of the day, she is a lyricist. I mean, you put her up against anyone. You put her up against Jay-Z, she can and has held her own pretty much on a song. Whereas with, you know, Meg, I just don't think that she is necessarily at the point where she deserves a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist or pretty much anything at this point because I think everything has just been based off of her persona rather than her actually putting in the work on her music she has some great songs and you know just like summer anthems but i don't think that she has actually put out pink friday type of material and even then nikki didn't even get nominated you know really barely at that time so i just feel hi, that babe. i mean hello hi um i'm gonna interrupt you because what are you talking about foe <laughs> so <laughs> Well, no, I'm saying pretty much that, like, if we're not going off of impact, you know, if it's just supposed to be about the music, I don't think that 
I mean, do you think that Meg's music is yes. as good as? Yes, I think that her good music is good enough for a Grammy. At this point, they're not nominating her for her album that just came out. They're nominating her for pretty much like her point, how she got up to this point. And she's grown tremendously from her SoundCloud days to now. Uh, I was uh, I sent over the uh, what was it? The Tina Snow uh, mixtape to Leah just yesterday, I believe. And even that one alone had so many fucking bops. So it's like nothing sounded like that at the time. And Freak Nasty, Freak Nasty could be nominated for a Grammy at this point. Right. You had that. You had the Tina, the Tina Snow. You had the Sugar. You had the one that came out before Sugar. She put out. She's already proven herself as someone who has her own lane in a lane uh, that's that's pretty full now, thanks to, you know, Nicki Minaj. But I don't think that she's not deserving of a Grammy. I think in terms of artistry, like, I mean, of course, I mean, she's nobody's doing what she's doing. Nobody can rap the way she raps. Nobody has like these metaphoric styles. And when you take a look at the landscape outside of like Meg and the fem- female rap genre, nobody's touching her. I'd agree. So here's the real question and getting back to like the main question, do the Grammys matter? If Meg doesn't win any Grammys coming up, does that change how we as fans feel about her? No. No. So the Grammys don't matter. (laughs) I just think, you know, piggybacking off of what everybody's saying, I don't think the Grammys really matter anymore. Yeah, and I feel like we have that conversation every week, especially when uh, Jada came out and did that whole... um, Oh, was it Jada? No, it wasn't Jada. That was about the Oscars. But I do feel like this is a conversation that happens literally every week since or every week, every year since, um, I guess, going back to when Will Smith didn't get his Grammy back in like the 90s. A bunch of people were like, yeah, well, I I remember just recently, maybe like 2015, 16, well, 2013, when old boy, good kid, Matt City didn't get best rap of the year. That's when I realized, like, okay, like they don't this thing really they're not really aware of what's really going on so that said to that point i stopped caring about the grammys when you two won over emancipation of mimi mm. um, and when they didn't give mariah carey that that to be mm-hmm. my opinion personally that's my it's my favorite album of hers i thought it was her best album um, but for that year, it, it was, I definitely think it beat out everyone. And here comes this U2 album. I don't know who listens to them still, but um, that that was when I stopped paying attention to the Grammys. And when I really was like, they, they don't matter. Yeah, that was your Kanye moment. They don't like black people. <laughs> it just wasn't, I'm like, who is, not to say, I mean, I knew who U2 was, but I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like this is a cohesive. I don't feel like it was a better body of work than Mariah's. Um, and I, I, to me, and maybe it was my like high school mind. It just made no sense to me. It's like, what I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, it. and that was her last great album. Her book is really good. Oh, side note. Have you guys started Obama's book? No, have not. I, I haven't even got it yet. Have you started it? Oh yeah, you know I fucking I signed up for Audible like ten years ago, and like I keep forgetting to cancel it, so I just have a ton of credits that I use on random things. So yeah, I think you can send your credits. Can What's up? You? Can you send me some? 
Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll look at that and then that'll be your Christmas present. I already thought about what I was getting you for Christmas, Leah. It's going to be along the same lines and I think you're really going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to spill the beans here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. So that is Grammy talk. Uh, I wanted to do something kind of fun uh, before we jumped in or instead of just jumping into who the nominees are for the categories and then going off of that. So what I did was I sent everybody a Grammy 2021 BDE ballot, meaning it's all the same nominees, uh, but it's just based off of like if it was me, you, you and you all voting and really deciding who the winners were. So we're going to go through those results right now. All right. So there are what 10 categories here i'm not gonna list off all the nominees for the the smaller i don't want to say smaller categories no you have to we have to just read them off so i'm glad to see how creative some people have gotten like um for example she's had some great performances this year who doja cat oh yeah she killed it yeah yeah she's had great performances and i mean she's given her a space to be creative um, which hopefully she could have done on a live show too. But, you know, if you can't, I think you just have to be that much more creative and make it more appealing. And I think she did that. Um, Meg had a good performance, I think, at the B2 words, was it? And they were like outside. Yeah, no, that was really good. The Savage. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that one was good. Um, seeing some people perform on SNL, I realize it's not like a award show, but that's been good too. Um, but I mean, I would agree. I don't necessarily, I'm not exactly watching for the performances because they're not live. It's more so like, I'll go back and see, you know, what was recorded when I get around to it. With that being said, who do you think has had the best like performance run during this COVID year? Doja. Doja. Yeah. Doja. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down, man down. She's, I think she's done great. I mean, I'm a fan of her regardless. Um, I remember I have a friend who's in the industry who had told me about her some years ago and I didn't really pay attention because I'm like, oh, she's kind of odd. Can I ask, uh, what was the first Doja Cat song that you like remember hearing where you at, like she actually got your... That what the album was called? Amala? Um, Kamala. No, Kamala, whatever that album was called. It, I think it, it was the one that originally had Juicy on it, but this was like before anybody knew what Juicy was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had sent me that, like, I think when it first came out. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I remember listening to it, like, oh, I like it, but I didn't ever go back and listen again. Yeah. Um, but that said, he also sent me some City Girl stuff really early on when, like, fuck that nigga came out <laughs> and I, I listened to that song and put it on the playlist and never thought about them again she like this nigga spitting <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely in my little car playlist like yeah fuck that nigga <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I mean I, I had some Doja Cat like music in my um, library I just wasn't really checking for it when Moo came out um I, you know, I laughed because I, other people were laughing, but then I got into it and I was like, this girl can really rap. Like, and not only can she rap, she produced this. 
like with her friends at home one night and like if you listen to it it's a beautiful song like the music is hella good it was really creative it's smart it shows that she's witty she knows her music um and i know people like to hate and they're like oh it's a meme or whatever go back and listen the cow song is a good song (laughs) (laughs) and i think i think you hit the nail on the head there like in a year of a pandemic she just turned up her creativity more you know what i mean and she's always been super fun super creative and you know easily just i think she's really really light spirited and in a time like this we needed that agreed De'Aaron hey sorry I was (laughs) 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 I'm like keep talking keep keep going keep going keep going Uh, yeah no I would agree that um, I wasn't listening I'm sorry Doja Cat though all the way for sure (laughs) <laughs> I'm cutting this part out too. Uh, okay. So uh, that is that on that. Let's jump into what you guys thought about who the winner should be for this year, shall we? Okay. First category. Do you guys remember who you guys chose? Or you guys will probably remember based on like who the nominees are. No, I remember who I chose. Yeah, I, remember. I know we all remember who we chose. Okay. We were, so we were, we were super passionate about it. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go then. So, best rap album. The The nominees nominees are Black Habits, D Smoke, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. A Written Testimony, J Electronica, King's Disease, Nas, and The Allegory, Royce the Five Nine. This one was the hardest to me to choose. Why? Um, Because. One, I didn't know that Royce the Five Nine put out any music this year. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing last night with De'Aaron's. No idea. Royce the Five Nine. <laughs> right. Wow. Um, I had no idea, so I did have to like kind of do my research and listen. Um, and to be honest, I didn't know that D Smoke dropped an album this year. Um, I knew that he was dropping music, just you know, especially off the show. Um, but I didn't know he dropped a whole album. So I went back and listened. Um, I I still have weird feelings about D Smoke. I don't know how I I don't know about him yet. Um, I'm not sure. I'm a Freddie Gibbs fan, and I liked Alfredo. Um, I did think it was kind of monotone, and yeah. But um, I love you know little Gangster Gibbs. I like Gangster Gibbs. Gibbs. Um, and I feel like Nas is one of those rare guys who just looks better and better as I get older. Facts. <laughs> like, cuz is reinventing himself. He's just, yeah. Um, and I like that King's Disease. I was really excited for him and Kanye to work together. And then I, when the, we got the album, I was like, like Kanye, what'd you do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing anyway? Just period. Running for president. That's what he was doing. It was just so lackluster to me. I mean, there was a few good songs, um, but I felt like King's Disease was like the perfect, like, uh, let's forget about that and let's come back. Um, So I did think that that was really good. Finally, Jay Electronica gave us something. And that was my choice for best rap album. Only Jay Electronica gave us a Jay-Z album. That's what he gave us. He did. And I'm not mad at it. 
Okay, so, but it says J Electronica written testimony. It doesn't say Jay Z written testimony. Yeah, but I mean, Watch the Throne was a Kanye album. Like, wait, was it though? I feel like it was equally yoked. It was pretty 50 50. But I want J Electronica to give us more music. That's great. So. Moving on. Bitch. <laughs> so. So when we talk about classic hip hop albums, okay, we talk about Reasonable Doubt, we talk about Drake Take Care, we talk about Good Kid, Mad City, we talk about Forest Hill Drive. What do we want to see, right? So number one, we want to see, we want to see a succinct beginning and end. That's number one. Number two, we don't want to see any filler tracks or any tracks that don't make sense, okay? Then after that, we want to go in and we want to have bars and then we want to have that club record then we want to have that you know that timestamp record freddie gibbs on alfredo gave us that he's the easily the best rap album of the year not even close i love that really good. i just thought he got a little it was like listening to courtney kardashian talk after a while it was guys, my new album has dropped and i really so want you guys what i can what i can say to that is uh, what you don't like in that monotone, which I agree it was very monotone for sure. It, it didn't seem like he had a lot of feeling. A lot of people do like that about him. They, they like that he raps with ease. You feel me? That he raps very, n- n- everything's controlled. Like it's, it's business as usual. This, I get busy. That's what I do. So I think if you're looking at a rap album and a classic and what we want to see, Alfredo gave us that in my personal opinion. And with that being said, the winner of the BDE Best Rap Album Grammy goes to Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, it was my first choice, but just when it came down to actually voting, I went with Jay Electronica. Just because I just want him to put out more music. So I feel like, I feel like, like if, if he really were to get an award, he would be like, oh shit, they like me. I'll put out more. Like it was, that was my hope. <laughs> Jay J- Electronica, you know, not to get off topic is one of those super duper interesting cases because we thought that he was like the next Jay-Z, the next big, big thing coming out the South. And we never really got well, anything from him. Rock child, so it's not like he has to work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of But I'm just I'm just saying as a fan, you know, I thought that we would be getting, you know. I thought that he'd be on that that Mount Rushmore, but we really doesn't. Yeah. You know. Well, that brings us to best rap song. So, the nominees for this category are The Bigger Picture, Dominique Jones, Row Up, Row Up. Wow. How long have we been in quarantine? I forgot how to read. His name is Noah Pettigrew. Uh, and Rayshawn Williams. I know Rayshawn. We know Rayshawn. No, so I think you're reading off the, all the song writers, which. Oh, uh, sorry. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, shout out to those people. We love writers. Uh, the Box, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Rockstar, and Savage. Any thoughts on this? Go ahead, Leah. I know you got some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have to be honest. I didn't, with the exception of Savage, I personally didn't love any of these songs. Um, but I kept thinking back to my son because he loved all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so 
I don't remember what I voted for on this. I think I voted for Savage. Um, just because the difference between best like song and best performance is performance includes um, the performer, the per, you know, the singer or the rapper. Um, best rap song has more to do with the writers and the producers. Um, just if you guys needed that breakdown. So based on that, you chose Savage. So based on that, I did choose Savage, did I? Yep. Is that what I chose? Yeah, I think that's why I chose it because um, I I mean, if you look at who the songwriters are, if you look at production, I'm, later, I don't Bye. know what it is between the Dream and like the Carters. But, I love that combo. Right. Um, and I'll give them that. It was, they did well with Meg. I don't know who the rest of these people are, are on here, but um I, I thought it was a good song. It was great. Um, I think some of the other nominees in this category, I chose them for other things. But if we get down to production and songwriters, um, this was it for me. John, who'd you choose for best rap song? Um, I believe I chose Savage by default um, for pretty much the same reason <laughs> that uh, yeah, Leah chose it. If there was any other choice, it would have been laugh now, cry later. Um, that but was a I, as well. Yeah. And also, I mean, because when you really look at all the song, this song has the most songwriters <laughs> on it, uh, pretty much. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, I, it wasn't like I, this was a category I really felt like, oh my God, there's so many great songs to choose from. <laughs> but um, if I had to choose one or go with one, it was just savage. Word. All right. Well, I guess you guys can guess who the winner is then, right? <laughs> Savage. Savage. How, 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 however, in a year like this, I thought the bigger picture was, I don't think it's going to win, but I think the bigger picture is it timestamps yeah. definitely 2020. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It definitely, with with the protests, with the corona, with everything, I think that um, Lil Baby, I, I want to see him mm-hmm. next year with, with some serious, serious heat, hopefully. You know what I mean? But I think... The the bigger picture definitely timestamped this year for me personally. So that said, I will say you know again to the testament of uh, Lil Baby's uh, um, how do you call it impact. Um, my kid is in sixth grade and they had an assignment this year to write about a song or they had to do something, um, but they had to give a song that has to do with what's happening in the world today and a song that impacts them. And my son and probably, I think, six other kids in the class chose this song. And so, I mean, when we talk about impact and, you know, just who's next, I guess, and who um, these kids are paying attention to, um, I definitely think, you know, he deserves his flowers. I don't know why that gives me like... He's the... I know I can't be what I want to be. Be what I want to be. If I work out of it, if I work out of it, I'll be what I want to be. I'll be what I want to be. Yeah, we was we was really rocking to that shit, bro. What were you gonna say, Trey? Little baby's definitely the people. I was gonna say little baby's the people's champ right now for sure. He is the people's champ, undisputed. Sure. I mean, I can't say I'm a fan of the music, but I, I definitely respect his uh, his work and his his lane, and I, I can see the impact. And I lo- I personally love to like speak to what you're saying. I'm not a fan either, but I love time step records and the biggest picture was the timestamp record for sure for me mm-hmm. word all right well best rap song in the bde grammys goes to 
Savage. Classy, <laughs> bougie, ratchet. All right. Um, so the next category is best melodic rap performance. So what the fuck is the difference between best rap song and best melodic rap performance? Is it just like woke rap versus rap rap? <laughs> I think it's Drake rap. Oh, yeah, that sorry. Singing, that, yeah, that yeah, singing I'm thinking of another song category. Yeah, it's that. It's definitely singing. So when there's rap rap, you're going to get hard bars. I think with melody, you're going to get that singy songy, kind of the poppy and poppy side. That thing. makes sense. Exactly. Because I the, think that's, that describes it perfect. Drake rap life. You're yeah, it's the Drake, Drake type of flow. Exactly. Like you, Drake, create, whether you like it or not, Drake created mm-hmm. a whole different genre of rap. You know what I'm saying? So, flowers to him too. Drake do that. Yeah. Um. I think Beyonce started it for sure, but I think Nigga, Beyonce literally does that more than she does singing now. <laughs> no, for sure. But I'm saying that I think Beyonce started it, but I think that the average Joe paid attention with Drake. Drake highlighted. That's because Beyonce is for the above average. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let me stop standing. All right. Well, the nominees for this uh, this category are Rockstar, the Baby, featuring Roddy Rich. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake featuring Lil Durk, Lockdown, Anderson Pack, The Box, Roddy Rich. Oh, he got two. That's dope. Highest in the Room, Travis Scott. I want to say something. Roddy Rich also has had a great year. Mm-hmm. Facts. Thank you for saying that. In terms yeah. of being impactful, I'll give him that. Like, I mean, it's it's dope having a kid who's into music because you get to you know stay on top of like what the kids are into um and again he's one of those people who i'm like i don't know that i would necessarily listen to just myself like i'm not really checking for him but like i see the impact with like this younger group and they love it and you know some of it is dope it is dope seeing music through younger eyes just because you know that this shit is literally the way music is made is it's never made to progress with people. It's always made for a specific time frame or a specific demographic. And it's, well, and it's, it's art, right. I mean, that's that's what most art is. It, it, it's indicative of the time. True. What's happening, you know, uh, in the world at that specific time. True. And around this time, it seems like a lot of people are laughing now and crying later because that was the winner for this category. <laughs> that was, that was, I mean, this song, I, I refer to the song as the Nike commercial. Uh, um, and yeah, uh, it's a catchy ass commercial song for sure. I think it wins because it's an industry song, but I think that Rockstar was a much better song from top to bottom personally. Why? I just think that. It was. I think the rock star was more creative. I think the melody was just. It just made sense. I I felt like a laugh now cry later was God's plan. I felt like they were the same record, and Drake's really good at going ahead and knowing what people like, and then building his house that way, building his records that way. Like, oh, they like this. I'm gonna give them more of this. But I just think that stepping outside the box, the rocks um, rock star was a much better record, and I'm a Drake stan. Personally, if y'all didn't know, I'm a, I'm a huge Drake fan. I think that, like, let's say we're in walking through CVS in like five years or 10 years, and I hear Rockstar, I'm going to be like, oh, that was a big song in 2020. But if I hear Laugh Now, Cry Later, I'm going to start singing along. Yeah, true. But Drake has that effect on literally almost all of his songs. Because if Hotline Bling comes on right now, I swear to God, I'm just doing the Carlton. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that is that is that on that. Uh, this next category is actually interesting because it was split four ways. So there is it's like a tie. So I guess we have to come up with a tiebreaker. So this is best rap performance. And, and the, the nominees, nominees are Deep Reverence, Big Shine featuring Nipsey Hussle, Bob, The Baby 2. Is that The Baby 2? No. His name is not The Baby 2. Go on, baby, on, baby. The Baby Jesus. What, The Baby? Is there another baby? Uh, There's Lil Baby, The Baby. What's popping, Jack Harlow? Uh, the Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, Savage, Meg Thee Stallion. And Dior Pop Smoke. Oh my gosh, if my kids it would be Dior for sure. This was actually split between four. So it was split between Savage, Dior, Deep Reverence, and Bop by the Baby 2. So I almost chose Bop only because, though, I thought the video was really good. And I thought well, that's that's what it's for. It's the best performance. So you True. chose right. Well, she didn't choose that one, but she so, could because this is a tiebreaker now. To be clear, best rap performance doesn't have anything to do with the visuals. It, it's in terms of how the artist performs the song on the song. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? <laughs> it makes perfect. I'm gathering. So, so you chose right again. You chose right again. The, the bot going baby on. Well, baby. what did you choose? I chose deep reverence. Um, okay. And part of that was just, you know, yeah, the bias because Nipsey was on it. But um, I thought Big Sean had a really great body of work. And I thought this was one of the better songs on there. Um, and I think it's one of those songs that's going to, people are going to feel years later. Um, I can't, Dior was never a question for me because I just, can't get with Pop Smoke's voice. I don't rest in peace to the dead, but I just cannot. Yeah, he had a huge impact post Thomas though. He did. And I, you know, I, I just haven't caught that wave. Um yeah, I don't know. For me it was big Sean and Nipsey. I there's something really chilling to me now to hear Nipsey's voice. It's really hard for me to listen to. Um but I love Deep Reverence. I love Big Sean's album. Um I thought Bach was cool, but I I feel like the baby has better songs than that, in which he could have gotten nominated and gotten an award. Um, I don't want to overlook Jack Harlow though, because Poppin was Poppin. I mean, everybody know that song. My granny knew that song. <laughs> well, and then you know you got the teachers who go viral off of it and everything. Like what's Poppin was big, but I just think that there was better options in this category can i just say when big sean told us that um her and janae lost their baby i kind of brought tears to my eyes that he would share that on a record with us i i just thought it was a beautiful song right i mean it was raw it was it was it felt very emotional (laughs) excuse me um and it felt honest and you know i i thought it was beautiful not for sure i agree with that i don't think it was you know the best rap performance but it's one of my favorite songs. It's in my workout playlist. I listen to it every day, especially so, nip part. I, do you cry when you work out? So why would I cry? Why would I cry when I work out? That makes no sense. You like you shed a tear with the song. I've been I've been drunk before and been listening to music and shed a tear. No, same. Oh my god, you ever be drunk and listen to I don't fuck with you? 
You be looking like a damn fool in the bar. I don't fuck with you, bitch. <laughs> All right. So being that this was a four way split, um, I don't. We've got to do a recount. We got to do a re. <laughs> what do I sound like, Trump? Uh, we <laughs> we got to do a revote. So with these four options, I'm going to ask each of you guys to choose which one should win. So. Again, we've got Dior Pop Smoke, Deep Reverence, Big Sean, Bob, the Baby, and Savage. So I'll start with Leah. What is your choice? I think I'm going to stick with Deep Reverence. I mean, if if I had to change my answer, I'd probably go back to Savage. But again, that goes back to Beyonce rapping and having her ad-libs in there. Word. Okay, Trey? I would like to see Nip and Big Sean win the best rap performance just for, you know, because I love them. So I'm going to go ahead and switch mine to Deep Reverence. Word. Babe? Uh, I think I'm going to switch mine and go with Deep Reverence, actually, um, after listening to you guys explain everything. (laughs) Damn. I'm sticking with Savage. All right. (laughs) But that means the winner is Deep Reverence. So congratulations, Big Shine and Nipsey Hessel and Lauren London. How is Lauren London doing? Has anybody heard from her since? Can we talk about this, please? Thank you. What's up? Um, So she just got tatted, right? She just got a letter that Nip wrote her tatted to her, tatted on her arm. And it was really beautiful. And like, it was sentimental. Um, It was gorgeous. I have a question though, and what, what do you guys think about? Um, let's say, and I don't think any of us have gone through this, but let's say you know someone you love, your husband, wife, whatever, was killed or has died, um, and you know, and you tat your body in reverence to them or memory of them. Um, do you think that's a deterrent to the people that you may meet later in your life? No, I think it is going to show them in my eyes. It shows them, yo, this is how deep I love. You don't really have to worry about me moving back to this person because obviously they're, it's impossible. But this shows you how deep my love runs. So if you get lucky enough to fall into my love, congratulations to you, nigga. It's you and only you. Interesting. Um, okay. That's a perspective I didn't consider. I... I, it's not just her. I, I see it with a lot of people. You know, someone dies and they get like the, a mural or their face or whatever tatted on them. And I think like, do you then, it makes me question, you know, do you think you'll never meet someone again? Like, and are they going to want to see that? And is that okay? And is it not okay? Like, it just, it, I like, it seems like such a commitment. <laughs> But this is also from someone who has no tattoos at all. I was going to say tattoos are commitment, period. (laughs) So it it just seems like a lot. It it seems intense to me. Um, I think her tattoos are beautiful. It just makes me wonder, you know, what if 10 years from now she meets someone, you know, is is that going to be weird? Well, I mean, if you think about Lauren London, she also has a kid by Lil Wayne, right? Well, anyway, so she's got she's got her she's got her roots everywhere. So it's really it's not a story for another time. We don't have to go. Got it. Okay, never mind. Well, well, you I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, in ten years from now, are we all going to be the same person? I don't think so. So I think that 
life is just like music, you know, for this time, this was my person for this time. Now this is my person. I think, you know, I don't think it's a deterrent. I think it just shows like, okay, that's, that's what you was doing. 20, 2018. Sure. <laughs> look, look where I'm at now. You feel me? And I read that differently in my mind when you said that because I could easily be like, oh, that's what you was doing in 2018? I don't think it's a deterrent. I think it's a deterrent for men or women who lack self-confidence or self-esteem nice. in themselves. Yeah, and I mean, that's something I considered as well. Um, I once upon a time dated someone who had like their baby mama's name tattered on them, which didn't really bother me because I'm like, you guys are not together anymore. But then there were times when I'd be like, why'd you even get it in the first place? Is that who I'm thinking of? It doesn't matter. It's just like, it. <laughs> why do you even have this? As a person who has over 50 tattoos, my body's all tatted up. You know, I don't ever look at any of my tats like, oh, I shouldn't have got that. I just look at it as, okay, that's how I was feeling at that point in time. I might not feel that way. But it's still it's it's dope to see where I am now. I keep all my old journals just yeah. to see like my growth. You know, I think it's important. When I look back at old journals, I rip pages out. I'd be like, "Who was that bitch?" <laughs> it, <laughs> New bitch, it was, who it is? It, but <laughs> it was, but Leah, it was you it at was. a at a different state of being, and now you're at a higher state. For sure, there's beauty. There's beauty in the growth. Always say it again. Beauty in the growth. Always. <laughs> you didn't have to get close. <laughs> <laughs> I did though. I did. Though. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I didn't mean to get. Uh, no, well, now I need. Now I'm curious about one other person on this call. So, John, <laughs> you've been real quiet, nigga. What's up? Um, I look at it a couple of different ways, actually. Um, I I just look at the circumstance. You know, is there significant other? Did they die or did they just break up? Um, you know, if it's someone who passed away, well, then I wouldn't actually want to step on uh, or cross that boundary with them because that is a part of their life that I was not there for in a relationship that I was not there for. And evidently it was great enough for them to get that tattoo. And now their significant other or that person is no longer living. So I feel that if you're even getting into that relationship, that's already a discussion that you've had on the side of, okay, what is this tattoo? Who was this person? okay, what do they mean to you? Where are they now? Okay, they're not living anymore. So this is now entered into a whole other you know, realm that I don't even understand or possibly don't understand if I've never sure. lost a loved one. you know. Um, but if it's someone that they, are, they just broke up, I mean, I think I take the same approach again um, you know, as far as what were the dynamics of the relationship, what led to you guys actually breaking up, what's the story behind this tattoo. Um, but... I wouldn't hold it against them because like I said, that's a part of their life and they had a life before they met me and I had a life before I met them. So I can't just, you know, come into it, you know, with an attitude because, you know, okay, so you were with someone 10 years ago before I even knew you and, you know, I'm going to have this problem. I feel like that's something you take on in yourself and it goes back to your own insecurities or just your own securities, just in general, as far as, you know, um, are you okay? I mean, you feel as if you're enough, you know, for this person. Um, I do feel also um, you have to be careful <laughs> with 
with the names that you get tattooed on your body and the type of people that you get tattooed on your body speaking on the other side of it you know if i were a person getting someone's tattoo you know name tattooed on my body i mean this is a person that i evidently i love and we're going to be you know i don't know together forever but we have a mm-hmm. deeper connection that i want to carry with and me forever and hopefully it's coming from a great and it's a great relationship and it's not i'm getting this tattoo because i'm trying to prove a point you know um yeah i just think it's it's all the circumstances and you know the dynamics of you know the relationship pretty much yeah just spell the name right all right so best r&b song child now we're getting into the juicy are we skipping r&b album uh oh my bad is it that we are in best progressive. Oh, I purposely album. skipped that. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I don't know why I do this. Okay, so best progressive R and B album. First of all, what is even that category? Is that the uh, is that the Solange category? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's I feel exactly it is. Yeah, is. Solange, it's Janelle Monet. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> well, guys, best progressive R and B album. Here are the nominees: Chalumbo, Janae Aiko, <laughs> Ungodly Hour, Chloe and Halle. Free Nationals by Free Nationals in Fuck Your Feelings. Oh, I like that by Robert Glasper. It is what it is. Thundercat. So, yeah, looking at those albums uh, came down to three uh, with one winner. One winner. Uh, you have Ungodly Hour, uh, Fuck Your Feelings and Chalumbo. You guys want to discuss? Interesting. Well, I'll tell you who the winner is. Uh, the winner was Chalumbo, Janae Aiko. Interesting. <laughs> so I'll tell you right now. Oh, I actually didn't even vote for that one. I voted for Ungodly Hour because y'all better quit playing Chloe and Hallie. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. It was good. It wasn't great. Got it. I didn't actually didn't even listen to the album. I listened I, to it. On this one, I, I just voted based on, oh my God, they're being so cute this year <laughs> and Beyonce, da, da, da. And that's a good point because it's like, do we know exactly how people are voting for these? No. Right. I'm happy that they just, you know, received the nomination, you know, because they have been putting in steady work, you know, this year as far as with performances as well and just being visible. Um, so I'm happy that they were nominated. They weren't who, you know, I voted for, but um, I'm just happy that they did receive a nomination. Word. Did we feel strongly about this uh, category? I I don't uh, remember. I think I voted for Fuck Your Feelings. Is that correct? Uh, fuck yeah. Yep. Robert Glasper, yeah. Okay, so um, I... So first of all, I'm a Thundercat fan. I just didn't feel like it was an R&B album. I thought it was more of a almost like a jazz album which is interesting because I usually associate Robert Glasper with jazz um but I felt like that and Free Nationals were great Free Nationals got a little uh not boring it just got uh it started to sound really the same like towards the end um, but I will say like Robert Glasper, I feel like it almost was a rap album because all the features were rappers. I mean, except for like Jill Scott. Um, but I, I love his work and I would say he's definitely deserving. Janae makes me feel like I have to be really high to listen to her. She is the female future for me. And 
I just I I don't want to be super high. I don't think you have to be high to listen to Future. I thought about that after the last episode. Like his album uh, Hendrix was actually really fucking good. Hmm. Yeah, you got to go back and listen to Hendrix. He had some really. It, it felt like summer. It felt like new cars, sunroof. Let's go. I really, really, really love that album. But to your point, yes, Janae Aiko, you have to have some incense and a blunt and all this other shit. <laughs> I do like the song with her sister. That was my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Sister, sister. All right. Uh, let's move on to best R&B song. Uh, so <laughs> I'm laughing because this is the one that really tripped me up. So best R&B song nominees are Better Than I Imagine, Robert Glasper, uh, Black Parade, uh, Collide, Do It, Chloe and Halle, Slow Down, a bunch of other people. There's a bunch of writers on here. That's why I'm not seeing all the names. But uh, the winner for this category was Black Parade. And I think that's actually going to be the actual winner at the Grammys. What do we feel about Black Parade? So did you listen to it? So I did listen to it. And it's just, I still am just like, bro, like there was already, there was, um, what was that one? There were just so many other songs where it's just like, I just don't, I I just, I, I guess I just don't get it. I think most people felt that way. That's why I don't think it was um, as maybe big as it could have been. I thought I love the song. I didn't vote for it. Um, I love the song, but yes, I agree. We could have had, you know, if we needed to put Beyonce in here, we could have had already or something else off of, you know, Black is King. Right. Personally, I thought that Slow Down was a better song um, out of all of these. Just, I thought it was a beautiful song. Her you know one more time again for the Bay Area girls but she's just I think her voice is gorgeous um she's gorgeous you know Skip Marley had a good album I thought it was just a good song overall um I think Black Parade was great for us it was another FUBU moment just for us that's that's why I actually chose the song like I think it's dope in a year I think being inclusive is dope but I think exclusive is dope too I think it's important that you have some shit just for your people and I think as all four of us have supported Beyonce I think I just Black Parade did it for me mm-hmm. personally I love that song I love it too How, mm-hmm. h- however, however I do see where you're coming with Slow Down because after we, we text um, I listened to that song again and it was I would say if we're just saying song and structure that was a better song for sure you know so I definitely feel you know that Black Parade it captured well not I wouldn't even say captured because it really wasn't that popular of a song but just the message behind it and at the moment in time that it was released um, that was my initial buy-in to the song uh, the message behind the song and the reason why I just loved it and the sound and the feel of it Um, as far as it compared to Slow Down Black Parade is not a traditional R&B song in the way that it's structured, in the way that it's sound um, and its pace and rhythm um, as far as it being in this category, um, especially compared to Slow Down. I mean, her and Skip Marley, I mean, they're actually in a relationship in real life, I believe. So it's just it's a different dynamic, which adds to the actual song, you know, um, 
but going back to Black Parade, just the movement and the moment, you know, that that song was released and out the timing. Um, I think that's why I initially, I just voted for Black Parade. I had no idea that they were dating. Is this real? I, I heard, think so. I, I heard that click and I was like, I know what Leah's doing. <laughs> no, that was, that was Trey. I'm Googling <laughs> it right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. over here like, okay, let me <laughs> I believe I could be wrong, but I I thought that they were dating. Like, nah, they've been right. together for a while. One thing I love about John, man, he is a comment section warrior. So he knows his shit. Up. <laughs> I wanna see somebody who starts shit in the comments. Look at John. All right. While you guys are researching everybody's love life, let's move on to uh best R and B performance. So uh, this one had four nominees. Uh, the nominees are Lightning and Thunder, Janae Aiko featuring John Legend, uh, Black Parade, Beyonce, All I Need, Jacob. Come on, Collier. Oh, uh, featuring uh, Mahalia and Ty Dolla Sign, Goathead, Brittany Howard, uh, and See Me, Emily King. So the winner for this one was uh, actually three to one, and it was Black Parade Beyonce. Mm. The runner-up was the one with Ty Dolla Sign. I don't know why I can't say John Jacob Collier, but yes. So have you guys listened to all of these songs? I did. I, I didn't. I actually wanted to change my vote to All I Need because I, like I chose Black Parade. <laughs> I listen to All I Need because I actually really love um, I say I really love her but I can't pronounce her name Mahalia? Uh, Mah- Mahalia yes she puts out really really good music uh, I just wasn't feeling the song and then I just defaulted to my standum with Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I've the only song that I have never heard is uh, See Me by Emily King um, but as far Seem like an R&B song to me. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, but uh, best R&B performance, um, as far as just traditional R&B structure of a song and you know performance and delivery, it would be all I need. Um, but listen, if Beyonce is in a category, I can't help but you know just. <laughs> you know I just better. feel bad. I just feel like somebody's gonna come. Since you know like, better, yeah. <laughs> you know who's gonna come for you. <laughs> like I can't sleep or, or like sleep with one eye open. So yeah, exactly. but um, yeah. And well, I know who I'm not, in a relationship I, with. So yeah, I, I initially chose uh, Black Parade, but then I did my research, and I think all I need should win. So I I was telling Trey I'm like such an R and B purist I like I'm R and B soul hip hop like mm. all the way hard I don't like I'm not a big fan of pop influences or things like that so naturally I would choose all I need um, but also I feel like the UK does funk and pop uh, not mm-hmm. pop but funk and R and B like way better than us the oh, UK yeah. does 100%. a lot of shit better than us one hundred percent. Like 100. I agree with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> 100 percent. <laughs> and I only I only say that um, because I feel that they actually study the classics more in the era. Um, I would say. But from the 19, uh, honestly, late 1940s up into, I would say, 1979, 
they study those eras um, like just hard from the instrumentation, from the vocal arrangement, everything. It's and that's why I think that you hear it in so many different, you know, UK artists today. From you know, the, regardless of their color, ethnicity, whatever, everyone. I mean, if you're doing soul music, even if you're not doing soul music, some of their pop artists, the lesser known pop artists, are just like their vocals. Are, yeah, I.e. Adele. Yeah. Or Sam I, I, w- Farrow, I was just like going to say that Adele. Farrow, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so I think we're agreeing with you, Adele for sure. Um, yeah. Amy Winehouse. Um, what is his name? Um, I don't know. Sam what. Smith. Sam Smith. No, 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 that's not mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uptown Funk. Um, oh, um, Mark Ronson. Yeah, Mark Ronson. I'm. I'm oh, he's not from here. No. No, he's yeah. He oh, did no. Amy Winehouse Back to Black album. He did a lot and has and done a lot of things. Mm. I love it, and I mean, um, I think this. I don't know. The UK does it for me. <laughs> I, I think if if anything, they're students of the game and they're purists. And I think for somebody like you or anybody who's just loves that R&B soul, you're, you're going to gravitate towards that UK sound because we're kind of doing some weird shit over here now. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, experimental than I love out here. Well, that is a perfect segue into our main categories. I don't know. I, I'm going to take that back. I hate that we always say main categories like the fucking rap and R&B aren't fucking main. So. I apologize. We're gonna that takes us into the next category, which is best pop vocal album. And I think everything that you guys just said is very reflective and how you guys chose these winners. So for best pop vocal album, the nominees were Changes, Justin Bieberton. I I must have fucked this up. Is that is that his real last name? No. It's not just Bieber, is it? Okay. I'm like, who the hell is Justin Bieber Ryan? Okay. My bad. <laughs> so Justin Bieber Ryan changes. Uh Chromatica, Lady Gaga, Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, Fine Line, Harry Styles, and Folklore, fucking Taylor Swift. Okay, so the winner is Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa. <laughs> Would you, you voted for all of us? I, I actually listened to the album and I voted for it too, I think. Voted for what? I was shocked. Future Nostalgia? Yeah, That's, I was shocked how good it album was. album is fucking I think I, I, think I texted you that. I think I texted you that. I was like, whoa, this is... How come I haven't heard the of it? album because it came out right when the pandemic started. Like she was the first one to do um, her little pandemic um, performance, like her first Zoom performance uh, on like a late night show, which was really good. But that album, to your guys's point, she's also a student of the game. She knows her sound and she knows like everybody on her squad, like her background singers, her band, her everything is just on fucking point. She puts you in a mood. It doesn't matter if you're having a bad day, good day, whatever. You're going to be in a Dua Lipa mood when you hear this album. Yeah, I was shocked how good it was, to be honest with you. So I listened to it and um, I, I did I vote for it? I think I did. Yeah, you did. Um, I voted for it because it sounded like a true pop album. And, you know, I it's not for me. It's not my, my steez, but um, I, I thought it was good, and I think if if that's what the you know if that's what the category is, then so be it. Um, but can I just say that whole album makes me feel like it's like H and M playlist, and I have to go 
I love H and M. But but Leah, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Isn't the H and M playlist like some of the best pop Yo, shit you've ever heard in I your life? If I am in store shopping at like an H and M or a Zara, I it's like the tempo of the music kind of raises my blood pressure, and I feel like I'm <laughs> really fast. I feel like. Like I, the music makes me feel like I have to move really quickly, and it, it doesn't become an enjoyable experience for me. Like I don't, I don't hear the music anymore. Cause it's like, <laughs> you're, you're like that Mr. Krabs meme where the the room spins. Yeah, I'm just like, I gotta hurry up and grab everything. That's that's what this album made me feel like I was just like, oh, let me like grab all my stuff and get out of here. Like that's I can't unsee that meme. But Yo. no, I I mean, but I'll say this, like if I were someone who was really into pop, I would love this. Like I I thought it was it's a great album for pop for sure. Um I yeah. listened to Taylor Swift's album just because I was trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> All right. Oh, trash. She got me when she said shit in like the opening line. I was like, "Oh, Taylor Swift curses now." Okay. Um I I'm not going to say it was trash. What it it was to me, it was like I feel like it's the it's the pop album that like white people like as they grow up, like they like this shit. <laughs> Like, they're like no. something about it gave me like a lot of set vibes you know like oh I'm moody and I'm like mm. white and moody shout out to all my white listeners <laughs> really love you guys it was just it was one Not of like I, you know, I got like Alanis Morissette like it almost took me back to like the Tom. What is it? Tom's Diner. Like do 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 do. Like I just got like it was felt very moody to me. Which I'm, it, it get, it, I think what you're trying to say is it gave you emo vibes. It, it didn't feel dark though. It didn't feel dark. It just was like I'm an adult. And I'm I'm a grown person who's overpaying for my 700 square foot apartment, and I have a trust oh, fund. God. Take me back, take me back to 2016. Come for my neck, then. It was All just right. it was it was moody like that. Um, but I'm not mad at it. Like I'm I'm glad to see Taylor Swift uh, expand her, you know her her range. Um, Taylor Swift folklore was experimental and the experiment failed. Well, none of you guys voted for it. The only other one that was voted for was Changes by Justin Bieberian. So, Changes actually had my my vote, however, um, and I did not vote for it because I agree with Justin in that this was not a true pop album. Um, he said that this was intended to be an R&B album and he feels that the Grammys are not recognizing it as such. Um, and I love me some Justin, um, some r and Bieber rather. And <laughs> um, I, I do feel, I see where he was going with the album and it, it was more R&B based. And um, I, I feel like it's, you know, if, 
I don't know who decides like what category what goes into, but I mean, if the artist is saying, "Yo, I, this is an R and B album," I feel like you know, does the Academy say okay? Well, that's weird because I thought they submitted to the the categories that they want it to be put in. So yeah, I don't know why they would move it. And maybe that's why he spoke out and said, you know, yo, this isn't a pop album. It, it wasn't a true pop album. And I, again, I love me some R and Bieber when he was doing the one, you know, the songs like every Friday or whatever, like his version of Good Fridays. I was here for all of that. Mm. Um, Do you feel like there would have been an uproar had he been in the R and B category? Um. I think there would have been an uproar for, for niggas who didn't listen to the album. I think there would have been an uproar too or based on just how Justin Bieber looks now versus like, well, he's always looked kind of like not R&B, so to speak. But uh, at a time where like tensions are high and everybody's feeling like they're not getting their just due already, if Justin Bieber were to be put into an R&B category, the Grammys would have been chewed out. Maybe, yeah. But I also feel like it was an R&B album. I mean, some things, you know, if we're speaking specifically to like, you know, racial tensions, some things we need to not make such big deals out of. Facts. <laughs> Just because he's white doesn't mean that it's not R and B. These know? are facts. Because the album was because the album was R and B, and then we also got to realize, like, yo. It's not his fault he white. Like, he's just doing music he love. Goddamn. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just, um, yeah, I don't, I, to me, it was R&B. And that's the only reason why I didn't vote for it in this pop vocal album category. Um, was yeah. Because I don't feel like it was a pop album. Um, and, it, it, like, when I hear a pop album, I'm thinking future nostalgia. I'm not thinking, yes. you know, Sorry. I'm not thinking changes. Let's move on to best pop duo slash group performance. Uh, this one was another one. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I would never be a good presenter because I would already know who the winner is and get too <laughs> excited. So uh, the nominees were, uh, ooh, Undia, One Day by J Balvin, Dua Lipa, Bad Bunny, and Taney. Uh, Intentions, Justin Bieber featuring Quavo, Dynamite, BTS, uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, and Exile, Bon fucking Iver, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so those were Taylor the Taylor Swift does shit that just annoys me. Taylor Swift? Yeah, like I don't know what it is, but continue. Nah, well, the winner for this category, it was it came down to two choices, but the winner was Rain on me, rain, rain, rain on me, rain, rain. Da, 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 da. I love that song. I love that song. Me, me too. It's like uh, that's good... on my workout playlist too. So okay, so tell me this. So I love that song because as a gay dude, like this is literally like this is our this, this is everything that every gay stereotype is put into like the way that this song structure was put together, right? What drives you like during the? Is it the, the high energy? Is it the what is it? The build up? Um, I, for me, it's the high energy. Like I just love. It's I love. In a year that just wasn't fun for me, I love fun music. You know what I'm saying? I love high energy, the building up to the high energy, and it just it's my favorite song right now. As far as you know, for this category, it's my favorite song. I love this song. I listen to it probably two times a day. Very well produced. Interesting. I've never. And I love and deeper than that, I love Ariana Grande's voice. Like I've always loved her voice. I sometimes when I get bored, I'll listen to her um 
on Jimmy Fallon when she does all the different like ways people sing and like she yeah. just I love her voice. Yeah. Like she has a beautiful voice. I thought you were going to say when nobody's around I sometimes talk like her. <laughs> 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 Come on ponytail and sleeve. <laughs> she always got the long ass sleeves. Uh, John we didn't hear from you in the last one so what did you pick for this one? Pause. He's no longer on the call. Oh, he's not? John, yeah, John. Oh, John Dibb. He was like, yeah, yeah, fuck this shit. I gave my opinion. I don't give a fuck about... You know, he really doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about the Dua Lipa. So I think that's where he bounced. Uh, all right, Leah, what are your thoughts on Rain On Me? Or you didn't... Did you choose Rain On Me? I chose Rain On Me. Um, if I'm honest, I had never heard any of these songs except for Intentions prior to this. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay. So I have... I don't know... And again, maybe it's because I stay in like my bubble in terms of music I like, but I wouldn't even know where to find these songs. Oh, damn. You know, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I don't listen to the radio. I don't like they don't immediately come up on, you know. Can I make a a great recommendation for Mm -hmm. you? Spotify. I don't like Spotify. Yeah, we talked about this last time. She don't want to pay for that shit. We did. And we don't want to pay for title. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely not sorry about that. I was disconnected. <laughs> oh, we were wondering where you went. Yeah, no. Yeah, we thought you dipped on us. No, I was uh, disconnected. I lost my connection. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm just going back, like I and I guess maybe that's another part of this whole Grammy conversation on its relevancy is um, I don't know where to find a lot of this music. Like I don't. I just don't know. Um, and I think like that's the blessing and the curse of the internet. Like you, there, we have so much access to everything that we have almost too much access to everything because like it's so easy to miss um, new music and new artists. And I'm almost like grateful for TikTok because I'm like, oh, that's it. A new song. I was literally just gonna say that. That's where I get all the new songs, like off of like the reels and the TikToks and all that shit. Other than that, then I stay within my bubble and I let Apple let me know when something dropped. Well, so like I'll go to Apple and I'll listen to like their new music mixes, but very rarely does something like super stand out to me. Um, and so maybe that's on me. It's just I don't pay enough attention. But like before, you know, you sending us this and telling us to vote, I had to like go back and listen to each of these people. Like I, I wouldn't have known otherwise. I think in this day and age of instant gratification, there's so much being thrown at us that it can almost be stressful. You know what I mean? So it's almost it easy to stay in your bubble and stay in your like microcosm and just be like, yo, this is what I like and I'm sticking with this. But I think for me, how I find out about new music is on Spotify. They always give me new playlists or new music. So I, I definitely challenge you to give Spotify another try. I'll use yours. Yeah. Yeah. Say less. I'll send you my. I'll send you. I'll send you my shit, joint. Send that shit over to me too. Shit. I, I got you. Uh, yo, John. So we were talking about uh, best pop duo slash group performance, and uh, the winner was "Rain on Me" uh, by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Is that how you voted? No, actually, um, I voted for Dua Lipa, um, and the song that she had in the category. Ah, uh, yeah, the one day I've never heard that song. But I mean, it has a lot of heavy hitters. So J Balvin, Dua Lipa, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Wait, what's up? I thought it was boring. I listened to it. Why did you like it, John? 
I I've never heard it. I only voted for it because De'Aaron loves <laughs> Dua Lipa. So <laughs> honestly, all of these songs Dua Lipa. Is that when we lost you for like that split second? You thought that you left because you don't like Dua Lipa. Oh no! I, okay. <laughs> So De'Aaron thinks that I don't like Dua Lipa only because like I wasn't as excited about the album when it came out um, as he was. But I like her. I mean, it's just that I'm not a fan necessarily of um, a lot of pop music or a pop music that all sounds the same. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. I just feel like a lot of pop music over the last, I would say, three, four years, it sounds the same regardless of who's singing it i feel like there's a certain beat and melody that you have to follow or certain producers that you need to work with in order to you know get played on pop radio and um although dua lipa's album is great and it was definitely better than you know lady gaga's album um i just uh, i have a hard time getting into a lot of pop music today well uh, I'm glad you said that because this next category, best pop solo performance, actually the uh, <laughs> the winner was unanimous. The nominees were Yummy, or Say So, Doja Cat, uh, Everything I Wanted, Billie Eilish, uh, Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa, a Watermelon Sugar, Harry Styles, and Cardigan. Is that Cardigan? Yeah, Cardigan, Taylor Swift. Uh, so the winner for this category, can you guys guess who it was? I don't know the words. Oh, uh, but yeah, that was the winner for this category. And uh, I chose this song over Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now, which should actually be the winner. <laughs> but I chose this. I, I think Say So's our winner, but I think the actual winner is Dua Lipa. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be uh, the winner for us here because, I mean, Doja Cat, again, came from like the cow costume to <laughs> doing everything that she's doing now. And this song has had such an impact. And she gave it to you 50,000 fucking exactly. different ways this exactly. year. It's a great song, though. And the video was beautiful. It was great. Mm. By far the most cre- of this whole year, by far the most creative creator of the year. If there was a creator, create most creative creator of the year, it'd be Doja. Yeah. This album was really good. Mm-hmm. The album was good. Her I haven't heard the album. Good. The album was really good. I would like to point out everything I wanted though by Billy um, Eilish. I really love that song. Um, it's a really just a mellow, just really somber song. Uh, came out at the beginning. Actually, I believe it came out around the time that she like won her awards last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's not going to win, and it's pretty. It's been under the radar, but it's just a really mellow song, especially for you know a pop song. Um, I just wish that it got more airplay or just received more you know recognition. I don't think yeah. I, I quite understand the hype around Billie Eilish. I think she has a pretty voice, but I, I don't think I I get it. I, I think for what I've heard from, you know, just younger, you know, students who really look up to her, it's more the fact that, you know, she has a really pretty voice and she, the way that in her phrasing and the way that she does sing, it's something that I wouldn't expect from someone who looks like her and dresses like her, but that's also goes into just her 
public persona. Um, the reason why she wears all the baggy clothes is because she is a very voluptuous, you know, girl. Uh, and she has, she really you know, the breasts. And oh, yeah, she has, she has body. body. body, um, body she doesn't want, yeah, but she doesn't want people to focus on that you know she wants them to listen to the way that she's singing or she doesn't want to just be known for wearing you know cute dresses or just certain clothing that's why she wears all of the baggy clothes um and to that effect it kind of reminds me of um i'm not comparing them necessarily as far as their talent but Aaliyah, when she first came out you know back in the day when she would wear you know the huge clothes and everything like that it was a part of her persona because she didn't want people pretty much objectifying her in terms of you know just focusing on the fashion and her wearing tight clothes and wearing revealing clothes um and yeah. you know gradually she stepped it back times, though i mean in 1994 there wasn't yeah you know a certain woman was wearing super tight mm-hmm. clothes it, it the baggy was in for everybody well yeah definitely definitely but i just appreciate the fact that you know she is very talented and she writes all of her own songs her music with her brother mm-hmm. uh, like they wrote and produced the entire first album um that she won for last year or most of the songs that she won for last year um and i just like that she's sending that message out to you know young girls that you know you can get all of this success and it comes from hard work because she wasn't an overnight success she really worked really hard you know to get to where she is now and then now that she is still famous she's still keeping that image in terms of you know i want you to listen to what i'm saying or you know the feeling of my music rather than just looking at me and what i'm wearing or not wearing sure i'll give her that um i do have a question though on like so i feel like back in the day the grammys like the cutoff for when music could be submitted was like december 1st is that obviously no longer the case no the cutoff is like september like the end of september got it because if if all that said um i feel like ariana grande needs all the awards Mm. but yes um, Yes. i guess that's irrelevant (laughs) right now yeah yeah all right, so let's move on to the final three categories of the night. All right, is, is everybody, everybody feeling, feeling good? good? That might be too fucking loud. I'm gonna have to turn it down. <laughs> All right, so we've got our last three categories. Those categories are best new artist, album of the year, and record of the year. So let's start with best new artist, the most controversial, right? Uh, so we've got Ingrid. Adris, Phoebe Bridges, Bridgers, Chica, Noah Cyrus, D Smoke, Doja Cat, Katrand, Entronada. There you go. And Meg the Stallion. So the winner of this category is Meg. I'm just kidding. No, you guys chose <laughs> Doja Cat. I was about to say, how did Meg win? Oh, you know. All right. Well, you did not. You didn't vote for Meg. I see. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My bad, sis. All right. So Doja Cat won, obviously, for all the reasons that we literally just went over with the uh, the pop solo performance. And do you guys think this is going to be a reality on the night of? Yeah, but it's not who I voted for. um, But it makes sense um, that she would win. Um, I voted for uh, K. Tornado only because I'm just happy that he is nominated and I've been following his stuff since even when he was like on YouTube and doing 
like mashups and stuff and i just love his um album that he released um the air i like a lot of the songs that i sent uh, to you on the last playlist that i sent to you were from his album um, and i just love the way that he mixes you know just afrocentric beats but then gets you know just the uh relevant pop you know um artists like you know Tanaje or someone to sing over them did you say um, relevant pop artists and you said Tinaje? well and then you know like gold link you know getting gold link to be on uh no Vex, you know um it's just I, i've always just loved the way that he works and just his ear for music as a dj i i didn't think of him as a new artist i i, I he's not yeah he really isn't yeah i feel yeah. like we've had a lot of music and yeah and i kind of felt that way with meg too she didn't True. feel like a new artist to me um not sure why noah cyrus is in there i was i was confused <laughs> when i was reading his name i was like are there two <laughs> um so i really like um chica is that how we pronounce her name um don't ask me i was i've been following her on instagram before she went by that and i forgot uh Anyway, I don't think that she's going to get Best New Artist, but if we're talking about female rap, um, she is someone to pay attention to, in my opinion. Um, But when we... And I'm not going to even necessarily say that I think Doja is a new artist, um, because she's been putting out tapes, but just in terms of the attention she's gotten in the last year and a half and... Um, just finally people paying attention. I think she deserves it. And her creativity stands out. I think we need to just rename the category like breakout artists. Yeah. Or something. That would make more sense. I mean, honestly, because a lot of these artists have, you know, previous work and, you know, just the track history, um, you know, whether it be mainstream or not. Um, going back to Doja Cat, you know, she's definitely released music, but I think that what we've been explaining or just in terms of her impact of this year uh, from her performances to, you know, say so, like no other new artist I feel has really, you know, come in and been able to keep everyone's attention. Yeah. You know, throughout the pandemic, the way that, you know, uh, Doja Cat has. Agreed. And I think in a year where it, a lot of people took it off like you know I'm a big hip hop head and I could tell a lot of a lot of niggas was taking this year off she went hard mm-hmm. and I really appreciate yeah. that you know so because we all need it shit music is healing alright so final two categories album of the year uh, this one let me look at the how you guys voted oh interesting okay so this one has a few nominees uh, it came down to two though i'll read off all of them because that's what we do here uh chalumbo janae aiko uh black pumas by black pumas so self-titled uh everyday life coldplay oh coldplay uh the jesse volume three jacob collier uh women in music part three haim future nostalgia dua lipa hollywood's bleeding Post Malone and our favorite folklore Taylor Swift. So the winner of this category was folklore. I'm just fine. Now the winner <laughs> of this category was uh, Future Nostalgia. Dua Lipa. Yes, yes. Hey, mama. And I love it for obvious reasons. I mean, I don't want to go through the whole thing again, but this I honestly believe that this could be the actual like reality of that night. I mean, Dua Lipa put out an album that again made everybody feel. I think feel, she sweeps. Yeah, I mean, I say the same thing too. 
I mean, but as a Beyonce stan, I can't just keep saying that. I want Beyonce to get her, you know, Grammys too. But uh, for this album of the year, I think it's going to go to Dua Lipa and Future Nostalgia because this album, I don't like the remixes on this album uh, for, you know, the other version that came out. But the original form of this album was just it's I don't want to say the word masterpiece, but it was just really great for this year and really great for her and really great growth from her last album. Her last album was really good, too. But this one just it took it to the next level, which is what you hope for all albums uh, that follow up after i believe her last album was her first album so good shit did any of you listen to the black pumas album that's my pick but i don't think they win yeah um that album- i don't th- i don't think enough people really know who they are but that's my pick that's like my album of the year i get what's well, not my album of year but for the category i think that's the best but i think dua lipa sweeps yeah um Again, I'm, I, I think I'm just not on this Dua Lipa train. I, I get like shot. You have PTSD. We all get it, boo. <laughs> I don't know why you I made the P PTSD pussy. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> pussy trained. Some dig. It's definitely that album. It's just like, oh. Um, I don't know. Anyway, Black Puma is, is it's a super soulful, bluesy um like real soul album and it, it it was beautiful um and for for De'Aaron's listeners I would say if you haven't heard the Black Pumas you need to take a listen to them I know you guys all love good music so if you haven't heard the album you need to get it you need to download it you need to share it with a friend because they they doing numbers P.S. a lot of people think my name is D'Aaron so thank you <laughs> 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 Do people still listen to Coldplay? I thought like Goop took. I thought they were done after that Super Bowl. When you get shown up at your own Super Bowl, sis, it's time to have a seat. I think I think people who listen to Coldplay live in Boise, um, Idaho, and they have granite countertops. I love granite countertops. um, Right, I'm like, damn, bitch. They ski. They they ski in Aspen in the winter. Nah, here's the thing. Coldplay did put out good music. I think the last Coldplay song that I loved uh, was the one with Beyonce, where Beyonce didn't even sound like Beyonce on the song, but I love that song, um, Him for the Weekend. Uh, Other than that, I paid them dust after that Super Bowl, not because of the Super Bowl, but it was just pretty obvious that, I mean, who the stars were of that show. And then, I mean, I don't know. It just got it got stolen from them, but they invited the people who stole it. <laughs> so that's their fault. Uh, okay. So with the few minutes that we have left, we got to get to the main course, baby. That's right. Record of the year. All right. So this one uh, was actually almost... Uh, it was almost evenly split between the four of us I did the tiebreaker uh, because I voted last so the nominees were Black Parade Beyonce Colors Black Pumas Rockstar DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich Say So Doja Cat Everything I Wanted Billie Eilish Don't Start Now Dua Lipa Circles Post Malone and Savage, Meg the Stallion featuring Beyonce. Who do you guys think took this home? Doja. I want Doja to win, but I think 
duo is gonna make you're gonna do it I think Doja took it I think Doja deserves it I think her her song was it, it was, was the song of the year. Yeah. There's no other place. Yeah, it was huge. It was. There's no. I hear it everywhere. Yeah. I hear it in my head sometimes I, for no reason. I love these answers because none of you fucking picked that yeah. song. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. I picked. I actually picked. I, picked, I actually picked Dua Leap, and I think she does win. But I I, my song, my personal song of the year, is "Say So." So between the four of us, it came down to "Don't Start Now," Dua Lipa, "Circles," Post Malone, and "Savage," Meg Thee Stallion. And with that being said, Savage was the winner. Oh. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yo, Savage was a legendary bot this year, bro. I'm trying to remember why I voted um, for Savage. Wow. (laughs) Again, if we get into like the technicality of record of the year record of the year goes back to um it's it's the it's the equivalent of like um you know performance right like best rap leah the the grammy peers (laughs) (laughs) so um when it comes down to performance again songwriter production um, the song overall like the the people performing it um, I think that's why I voted for Savage at least in that moment um, but I would say Say So does the same thing for me also like it's I, and I actually think Say So may have had a bigger impact than Savage um, so I mean I yeah now I'm remembering why I voted the way I did but yeah no, I, I mean, I'm again, I'm surprised that nobody said say so. I could have sworn that was going to be an option, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what this is on the actual night. What do you guys think the winner is going to be on the actual night? I think Dua Lipa will win on the actual night. Dua Lipa, don't start now. Yeah, I mean, don't start now was a fucking bop. And I seen the video. I just recently watched the video like yeah. in the last three hours and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, I totally you. agree, but it would be amazing if Savage won record of the fucking year. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Mm, quiet. Got it. Okay. I, I thought y'all liked this song. I, I, I could I could imagine it, but I just don't think Grammy voters can imagine it. Yeah. I mean, because if that was the case, then feeling myself would have won, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pretty much the same formula. Yeah. All right. What were you saying? No, I, I'm agreeing with y'all. Yeah. Are, are you playing Tetris? No. Over there? <laughs> <laughs> I heard something completely different. I was like, well, that wraps up this show, guys. <laughs> Yikes. All right. But yeah, that does wrap up our Grammy show. So I hope you guys enjoyed our predictions or not even predictions. I hope you guys enjoyed our version of the Grammys. And if you guys agree, great if you disagree let me know why by the time this thing goes up i will be a year older it's going uh when is that happening on monday so if you guys want to give me the best birthday motherfucking present go ahead and subscribe and you guys can visit the new website at www.bigdopeenergy.com i just bought the domain for black friday so that's pretty lit Thank you. Thank you. I, didn't know I felt that really fucking grown up. I did it at 1201. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did that. Big things come in. I appreciate you guys, as always, for joining the boy, John, the boyfriend. Thank you for popping up on this episode. Oh, your your insight is always 
very very welcomed uh like i said we get into it all the time over this shit so i knew it would be uh, the perfect episode to pop him on here uh and i hope you guys subscribe and all that fun shit and share it regina carter has music out uh i know she got new titties (laughs) this is next episode conversation i gotta hear this song real quick (laughs) <laughs> Yikes! And I know niggas. And I know niggas were saying she was fucking Quavo. Yeah, I, I, I think that was just a troll, like in the comment. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like niggas be. I didn't say they said. So we didn't even had to like come out. Let and, them know. Yeah. Like, I don't play. <laughs> like, I know that ain't right. Stop playing with me. Yeah. Did Sweetie say something? Yeah, she She's pretty much. Yeah, she was like, "Yo, stop playing! Yeah. Like y'all making me mad by just talking about this." <laughs> Love it. That's funny that she would say something about that, but she wouldn't say the same the same thing about when Nikki dropped Quavo's name in uh, Barbie Dreams. But I think people knew that Barbie Dreams was like it was fun. Yeah, I thought she really was fucking with Quavo for a second though. Um, I I think he played her. What do you mean? I think that maybe they were kind of talking or something. And because the way she acted over that, uh, oh, after the motorsport shit. No, like the purse or whatever that he bought her, and she was squealing like she never bought, like she never received a <laughs> gift before. Um, right. And then yeah, how like things happened after motorsport. I just feel like he played her. Um, I don't know that they were dating, but I think that he had her feelings invested, and then was like. This ain't shit. Yeah. So, sorry. Hopefully, sorry. Nick is doing okay. I don't. I'm sure happened. <laughs> I, I'm still am not a fan of her and Kenny Petty, and I'm I hate that they have a baby together. But I love that she has a baby. Um, I just don't. I didn't see it for the long run for them. I honestly saw fucking corny ass. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? SB. Safari. Yeah, SB. Safari. Like getting back into the picture I and really just making it. I wanted her and Safari to be back together. I really yeah. Thought- was gonna be a thing but but they got in too deep they both got kids now yeah i mean there's always as long which as i mean doesn't alive. mean shit right <laughs> as long as you're alive there's still a chance yeah that's so true all right well on that note don't fuck around on your ex and don't have more babies and don't do any of that shit and you know stay socially distant there's a lot of people who are being fucking irresponsible still to this fucking day we're in December 2020 this shit started like end of like probably before then but end of February to my regulation so we've almost it's just getting worse it's not getting better like that's the wild shit like the more shit we learn about it niggas give a fuck less I just don't understand it is I would never be comfortable around anybody who I just I don't know I don't know what it looks like I don't know like what I don't have enough information to just be willy-nilly going to parties going to fucking random houses I know y'all niggas better not have been fucking food hopping on Thanksgiving. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But I know you did. So fuck that. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Get you a John. Get you a John. Have it make you a plate, child. Drop it off on the doorstep and run away. To know that you make gumbo like any times of the year. Uh, can I get like I <laughs> bomb too? Like he Definitely. forgot the rice and that shit was still bomb. That's like a once a year thing in my family, but you know, <laughs> yeah, for my family too. We we always do it. We always do it on New Year's. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be. My grandma says it's good luck. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was gonna well, get corny, but like, well, he's good luck. Mm-hmm. But on that note, <laughs> guys, I'm gonna go. That's not corny. That's not corny. That's facts. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to go because I need to run and catch an appointment uh, and I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for another episode. Peace out.